Well, thank you for that. Let's bring in Professor Bailey now. Why, Professor Bailey, is this all about batteries, if indeed it is? Well, I think there's a number of different things going on here. One is uh, Brexit. So whilst the deal has avoided tariffs, there are still lots of extra costs in terms of uh, non-tariff barriers, complying with customs and so on. Secondly, there's that electrification issue. The industry is going electric in a very big way. So car companies will be making electric cars from here on in, or maybe a mix. So the, the, the in this case, Stellantis will want to know where to get the batteries from. They are heavy things to move about. You want to be making cars to near near to where batteries are made. Just to clear, that's the name of the parent company, isn't it? That's right, exactly. That's, that's what brought together Peugeot and Fiat. The third thing is COVID, which has had a big cash hit on the industry. And Stellantis might say, well, let's close the plant and save money. So, you know, whether a, a car factory wins the contract to build a new model is difficult anyway. Put all those three things together, huge uncertainty. Isn't it tempting for car companies to look at what Nissan were able to do with this government to basically say you cannot afford to see us go? It would be disastrous, given your claims that Brexit wouldn't do such damage to the car industry. And they may think they've got the government over a barrel. Well, yes, that's absolutely right. Certainly, you know, just a few weeks after Brexit, the last thing the government would want to see is a, a pretty efficient car plant by any standards actually close. Uh, and the, the car companies say, actually, we're better off making things elsewhere. Add into that, Carlos Tavares, the boss of Stellantis, is an expert at really screwing as much possible money out of governments as possible to keep plants open. So, you know, I think that there's a game going on in terms of the company looking for support from the government. Having said that, I do think there's a legitimate role for government support in terms of launch aid, retraining workers, but also about trying to reorientate the supply chain and making batteries in the UK. We are lagging way behind European countries on that front. And unless we make batteries at scale, we are not going to have a mass car industry. And how you badge that assistance still matters, doesn't it? After all, that great long row about the level playing field, as Michel Barnier kept calling it, we are still in agreement with the EU about how much we can and can't spend bailing out companies. That's right. So there is an agreement over state age rules. Uh, so what the UK does on this will be very closely watched by the European Commission. Having said that, there's a lot of work going into supporting battery manufacturing in Europe by the European Union itself and by national governments. So the support that's on offer here at the moment for setting up battery gigafactories, as they've called, is very small. I'd like to see the Chancellor do a lot more in the budget uh, this week, in fact. So, you know, add that to the list for, to the Chancellor, as it were. Professor Bailey, just finally, these jobs are saveable, in your view? I think they are. Um, I think it will... It will depend on whether the government is willing to step up to the plate, but there is a deal to be done. I mean, ultimately, this is an efficient plant where the workers and management work very flexibly to get costs down.